0: Hey, everybody, welcome to this leg of the Michelle Mission Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by my lovely co host, Uh, Vincent Williams.
1: I'm sorry, you said lovely co (laughs) host. Vincent Williams. It's All Soul, Wednesday, week 10 on G-town <laughs> Way to bring Radio. it back. You like it, right? Right, right. <laughs> right back on track. There you go.
0: Uh, tonight, we are continuing our, our June month of black music. Uh, June is Black Music History Month. And in celebration of that, we are reviewing the films of Prince tonight it is Graffiti Bridge from 1990 his sequel to Purple Rain starring Prince Morris Day, Jerome Benton uh, Ingrid Chavez as well as the time and the new power generation and a cameo by George Clinton Mavis Staples and a very young and just starting out Tevin Campbell But before we do that, as always, we would like to um, recognize a lot of feedback that we get back from from all of you out there listening to our show. We appreciate each and every one of you who reach to us via Facebook at the Michelle Mission, Twitter at uh, Mission Michelle or on uh, email at Michelle Mission at Gmail dot com. Or people that go to us on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud and, and like us and rank us. Or whom uh, like us and rank us on uh, just going to the website, MichelleMission.com. We have an email one from from one of our um, more devoted fans, Robert Monroe. Hey, Robert. He hit us up in regards to our show on Wild Style. You know, okay. About the the beginnings of hip hop. He said, hey, it was a great episode, guys. The comment about rap music being used to sell cereal reminded me of when I went to see Bow Wow in the early 80s when I was living in Boston. Okay. Uh, okay. Bow Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he writes. He, he, what's but the a, ba- I think he's talking about the
1: band. The the band Bow Wow Wow. Yeah, not Little Bow Wow. So
0: there actually was a, there was a band.
1: I believe. Well, he said the early 80s.
0: The early eighties. He said maybe he meant early nineties.
1: Okay, if it were early nineties, it could have been lul
0: It could have been little. bow no, was there no, actually no. a band no, Bow Wow Wow? I, I think so. I don't know. I don't know that there was a band Bow Wow Wow. Well, go ahead. What's the rest? Of well, it? anyway, we'll read the email because he, he did expressly uh, write Bow Wow Wow, and he wrote it more than a couple of times. So maybe, right. maybe you're right. Maybe he is referring to uh, Bow Wow
1: Wow. Right in the eighties, he would have been like Sparkle. In his daddy's eye.
0: Wow bow, wow! bow wow wow! Are an English 1980s new wave band. There you go. Created by Malcolm McLaurin to promote him and his girlfriend partner uh, Vivian Westwood's uh, uh, new romantic fashion line. So okay. maybe, so maybe it was bow wow wow. All right. So anyway, a great episode today, guys. The comment about rap music being used to sell cereal reminded me of when I went to see Bow Wow Wow in the early 80s when I was living in Boston. Bow Wow Wow had played in New York before coming to Boston, saw a rap group, and invited them to open for them. Okay. The audience was full of white boy lunkheads who were there mainly to oogle Annabelle Wynn, the lead singer of the group, Bow Wow Wow. When the rap group came out, they started booing and whatnot. Words were exchanged and some of the members of the rap group wanted to go into the audience and take care of business. Needless to say, their performance was cut short. When Bow Wow Wow took the stage, Annabella started telling the audience how ignorant they were and how this new rap music was going to take over someday. People in the audience started to laugh at what she was saying. Then she said something that I'll never forget. She said, Your children will be listening to this music. Someday they'll be using it to sell breakfast cereal. People really started laughing then, but she was right. And he does not mention who the. I was rap about group to was. say, and
1: the name of that group was the Wu Tang Clan.
0: <laughs> like you, that's what you need. Right, right, right. You need and now group. you know the rest of the story. And that young rap group that young rap group was Jay-Z. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Included
1: a young man on the mic named Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's J C and it's, it's DJ. D- B O. <laughs> yes. Cause he put some stink on, 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 he on put, the, on the cut. Steel. that's right. <laughs>
1: And now you know
0: the rest of the story. Oh, well thank you Robert. That's yes. thank you for sharing with us that little anecdote. Yeah. That was that was cool, man. That was really dope. We appreciate that. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. And uh if you can follow up with us Robert and let us know exactly who that rap group was if you can remember, that would be uh that would complete the tail,
1: otherwise, we're just gonna say it was Jay Z and Barack Obama. That's
0: pretty much we're gonna live with that <laughs> until, until we hear from you. Mm-hmm. It was Jay Z and Barack Obama right. <laughs> In the early 80s, DJ BO because I put some stink on the wheels. Mm. See, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> well. Unfortunately, that may be the end of the pleasantness for this evening oh, because it is now yeah, time for yeah, us to turn yeah, all yeah. of our attention over to 1990s sequel to Purple Rain, yeah. which is Graffiti Bridge. George's just placed 17,000. We made our usual 35 and the kid made 1500. $1500? $1, we got to make more money. A ride. Guess who the queen is? Love the kid. You and your crew can win You take the club, lock keys and all. The king. How do you want to die? Bad blood. I want my money, but this joint is mine.
1: Hot Stellas. Just as long as oh, oh, oh. In a story the way only Prince could tell it. Not your boy. With music. The come The Staples, George Clinton, Ingrid Chavez, Tevin Campbell, and Prince. Graffiti Bridge.
0: Now what time is it?
1: <laughs> so so here we go. Graffiti Bridge is, is if you've been listening this is the third Prince movie that we have talked about in the month of June. We started, of course, with the classic Purple Rain, and mm-hmm. we followed that up with what I think it's fair to call the cult classic Under the Cherry Moon, released a couple of years after Purple Rain. Depending on your cult,
0: you might be correct.
1: And now we get to well, you know, cult I think it's not I think it's not difficult to find people to defend. To under the cherry moon right. and rod right. with under but you know what's sort of fascinating and and you know just sort of doing the research over the past couple of days for graffiti bridge it's difficult to find anyone even after prince has died <laughs> to say you know maybe we need to re, like, like 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 right like, like there's not a, there there aren't a whole lot of calls to revisit graffiti bridge you got that right bro. and you, you know it's it's not a good movie it's it's a bad movie and it's and it's bad in a lot of different ways um it is you know you know the the funny thing is it's so bad that when you read reviews and critiques a lot of people don't even refer to it as a sequel no like they say it's a quasi sequel because even though prince is reprising his role as the kid, Mm -hmm. and Morris Day is reprising his role as Morris, and Jerome is Jerome, and there are references to Billy, the owner of of the club from Purple Rain, and there are references to Prince's father, whose suicide attempt apparently was successful. Yes. It's like two completely different universes that this thing takes place in. So the plot if you will is is that the, the kid Bill, billy you know billy the, the the owner of um first avenue the, the famous first avenue from from purple rain has died and left his club equally Mm-hmm. You know, one part, you know, 50% to the kid and 50% to Morris Day. And somewhere along the line, uh, Morris has gotten money from his girlfriend's father. And, and you know, you the, the implication, as far as there are any implications and subtleties in this film, is that Morris Day has become a criminal and has gotten, like, a bunch of clubs. Yes. And, and the plot of the film, if you will, is that Morris wants sort of club mastery like he wants to own all the clubs and he wants to get the kids half of the club from the kids so then he can own that completely and he can play his music which is sort of secular and sexual and rock and the kid has gotten very very spiritual at this point and and he you know he's about positivity and love and and you, you know he, he's had a sort of sort of crisis point about, you know, whether or not people even care about his music. And newcomer Ingrid Chavez plays I mean, it's no other way around. She plays an angel.
0: Yes, named Aura. She plays
1: an angel named Aura who has been sent down to try and save Morris's soul, but also to to bolster the confidence and the belief of the, the kid, kid as he stays on, on the right path and that's the plot of the film
0: as you can tell from, as written by Prince
1: as written directed this is a you know this is a Paisley Park production yes so so and and you know we'll throughout the evening we'll talk about different factoids and it's because I, I will say this Lynn I'm going to try and stay honest because I think Graffiti Bridge is one of those films that all of the happenings around Graffiti Bridge are infinitely more interesting mm-hmm. than the movie itself. Okay, so I'm going to try, and you know, I'm gonna do, and, and you know, it's 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 been difficult just with these movies. Again, it's 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 still difficult to talk about a Prince movie without talking about all the other stuff, right? Because you you know, it's all intertwined. But this is a movie that that you know it's it's it had a six million dollar budget, uh, so you know this is half the budget of Under the Cherry Moon, mm-hmm. um, and yet a million dollars more than Purple Rain, like I, almost a million dollars. I saw Purple Rain was like 5.3, five point three, something like four, that. Yeah. you know something fairly low. But this looks like something. I mean, just visually, like you would see. On Cinemax at like four in the morning, like the 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 lighting and in the because again it's Prince uh, directing it, and Prince is not a good director, and and you know it's it's sort of like we we actually talked about it in in Purple Rain where where and and you you talked about it where you talked about how it was kind of um jarring some of of the the scenes. That kind of were very stylized versus the scenes that were kind of very natural, and I my argument was that this was the influence of MTV and this that, and the other, and now this is like half a decade later, mm-hmm. and this thing is shot almost like a early '90s video, and not for nothing, the vast majority of the film was filmed at Paisley Park. Yeah, yeah, Prince built a set on Paisley Park, so that that sort of gritty realism that you get from purple rain is completely gone right. like you know this is dark and it's these neon lights everywhere and the streets again i mean it looks like a set yeah, yeah. and and except
0: for the couple of scenes where you can tell they filmed the car or the right. motorcycle driving outside of the set right 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 right.
1: driving around right around outside the set but but very much outside like you never get the sense that they shot in downtown Minneapolis like you have purple rain and all and I think that's important I think that is uh, you know I think that's uh, you know there's so many ways to approach this thing about how it's not a good movie but I think this is important when you talk about how It's almost like two separate entities because Mm -hmm. I think one of the effects and and I think Prince did this on purpose. One of the effects of of having this film shot on what is what is clearly a set and clearly an an artificial soundstage is that it's almost in this fantasy world like like there is not a moment. That this thing, well, there is one moment, it's a very jarring moment, and we'll talk about that, where this thing is supposed to feel realistic. Like, I think right. Prince is aiming for almost a fairy tale, or, or you, you know, I, we mentioned the fact that she's an angel. Like, this is not, she, she's not his muse, like people talk about, oh, she was my muse. Like, she's literally an angel. Yeah. And she talks to God and and you know, it's it's like you know, it's like the the bishop's wife or or you know, the the modern version and many of us have have seen the preacher's wife or mm-hmm. you, you know, or even um um I'm I'm about to say I'm about to say it's it's a good life, but I'm thinking about the, the Twilight Zone episode with Lil Ronnie <laughs> Howard. But what I'm really thinking about is it's a wonderful life right. where you have an actual angel involved. And you know, when you think about Purple Rain, which is you know, pretty realistic. That in itself is jarring, and and you know, as much as Morris Day is sort of played for laughs in Purple Rain, and and you know he's you know we talked about at nauseum on that episode. I was kind of channeling this hustler. He is a caricature of a low rent version of the Morris Day character in this. Yes, you know, in Jerome, and so it's a mess of a movie. Yep. Um again, Ingrid Chavez is a newcomer. She doesn't have much to work with or much to do, but you know, Prince sort of sort of you know, kind of goes around and and, and you can see like he tries to frame himself as angelic and like he has this perm and and this sort of, remember that that was like during the Love Sexy Graffiti Bridge period where he had a straight perm and a beard that was like so manicured that it looked like it was painted on. Yep. Bro. So he has this, you know, quasi Jesus look that he's going for. Mm-hmm. And
0: it, it is, it is, it,
1: if under the cherry moon was self-indulgent, I don't even know what to call this. <laughs> like this is, be, you know what it is? And, and I'm gonna let you talk but But I was thinking about this the whole time. One of my hobbies, if you will, I love seeing super duper rich people like I think there's a level of fame and riches that you can achieve where you are completely detached okay from objective reality right and but because you're rich and because you're famous you can kind of live this life and this is that moment with Prince Mm -hmm. like I think Prince is so far gone in 1990 that he can create this whole thing and, and you know Budget wise, you know, he's coming off of Batman, which made a shitload of money. And, you know, just.
0: And he did the soundtrack.
1: And he did the soundtrack for Batman. So he was very much involved in the Batman project for Warner Brothers. And not for nothing, Warner Brothers had been chomping at the bit for years to get a sequel to Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. So they gave him the go ahead for this thing. Mm -hmm. And it is. it's, It's just him in this world that he has literally created
0: and he kind of forms it around himself and it is a mess I'm reading this um, from a review that was done at the time in the Washington Post um, it said uh, unfortunately it says when Purple Rain had Prince testing his fans by making difficult music Graffiti Bridge has him struggling to meld funk and gospel People tell me you've been making that spiritual noise again, Uh, Morris Day says dismissively. I can't make no money that way. This music will never change anybody. Unfortunately, it seems to have imbued Prince with something of a messiah complex, albeit undermined by Prince's penchant for poor pitiful me close-ups and a fashion senselessness that ranges from a stubble beard that looks sketched on to clothes that look like Kim Basinger cast-offs. All right. Wow, they were raw. Um, but it, they were so right about this movie. There's a scene in the movie. I mean, there's so many there's so many like uh uh crimes against film that this movie <laughs> makes, man. It is just it is it is so so annoying. Uh it, there are some people who will argue that Purple Rain, as much of a classic as it is, is at the end of the, of the day a big concert with a narrative stitched into it. Yes, and and part of that is true because he filmed the the musical scenes as a concert, right? You know that were then cut up into um, basically. Uh, club quote unquote club performances that were interspliced in between the the narrative of the story and he loosely tries to have that same feel here however in Graffiti Bridge because this movie is on a sound stage which means that every, every no matter where you walk you're just Waiting for the band to strike up and a musical a uh, a musical number to start. No matter where you are in, in in um in the movie, no matter what what place what point you are in the movie, uh, you're always looking for that. The musical numbers s- feel extremely forced, in much the way that they do when you're the worst of musicals where they don't feel as natural as it can be for people to just all of a sudden break off in songs. There's sometimes where it just, it, it works in, in a story. It works in a movie. And then there's sometimes where it is just hitting the movie upside the head. And that's what it's doing with this movie. But when I speak about crimes against film, (laughs) in the beginning of you are gonna keep film, saying
1: that, i'm gonna keep laughing every time you say it
0: in the beginning of this movie you know uh morris day who is trying to force prince out of his half of this club that that morris owns half of along with all the other clubs in the seven corners district even though there's only four clubs in this district um this district which did not exist Back in purple, in purple rain.
1: I mean, you don't even have to go that far. They, they've inherited this club from Billy. Like we didn't see the club in purple rain. It's like that's not, the that's, club. not
0: that's not that's not that first avenue. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so in order to force Prince out of this club, in the beginning of the film, he sets up for there to be a fire in the club. Right, right. Which which in, which in, uh, means that there's going to be big explosions there and and all of Prince's um, instruments and everything is just going to be it's destroyed by this big fire that happens in the club and Prince who had who lives underneath the stage in a in a in an apartment which I have to admit (laughs) I have to admit uh, as corny as that was there was a part of me that was like, yeah, that might be kind of cool to live under the stage. See,
1: <laughs> that's your Batman blindness. At a club. That's yeah. your Batman that's blindness. My, that's my Batman blindness. <laughs> that's,
0: that's me wanting my little Batcave. Right, right. So right. I have to admit that, was th- that aspect of it, right. I, I kind of it was kind of cool. But anyway, Prince comes up and sees the explosion. Now, mind you, because of the budgetary constraints of this film, the explosion um, basically um, uh, it, it basically appears as just you know a couple of random flames that are happening behind some broken speakers and 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 drums and and guitars can't tell you a secret
1: until you said this just now i didn't know that i was supposed to think they were trying to burn the club down
0: well of course why would you think that because the very next scene is a musical number <laughs> in the club? In the club, yes. with no signs of any burning or anything right, like that. Right. People dancing in there to right. the music, right. you know. Like, hey, it ain't gonna stop this show. Um, at which point, of course, the the script lends a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, lip service. As you see, Morris talking to Jerome, "Hey, man, that thing is supposed to be ashes." It's like, yeah, well, I guess it. I guess it. It, it didn't work. Duh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm. Um, this. This. It, another part, and it, you you have to say it in 1990. It's it. Even though Prince should have been at the height of his powers in 1990, he's only six years removed from Purple Rain. Yeah. Only one year removed, as you say, from. Um, The soundtrack of Batman? Yeah. Yet, even still, at the time, the music, the dancing, the choreography, and even Princess Stick in this movie is very dated.
1: Isn't that funny how this movie is uh how many years after Purple Rain? 6 6 years. 6 years after Purple Rain, but Purple Rain feels more present yes. and and for and more immediate mm-hmm. than this which very much feels like it was made in 1990.
0: Yeah. But but, but the thing is, is even in 1990, it was dated in 1990. Yeah. Like that that Minneapolis sound was had, had already Segue to away from Prince's vibe of it, you know what I mean? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, while they were they were working with the with the time in this movie,
1: in this movie, right? In right. this
0: movie, they had already kind of branched off on their own.
1: They had, do, do you, you know? I'm trying to stay. Do we want to talk about that stuff? Go the, the Tom. Go. Well, you know the thing with the Tom. Well, you the know th- the, so so the Tom is you know, and you'll notice in this movie versus.
0: Purple, Purple Rain. Rain
1: all of the time are involved in the plot. Like they yes. all have speaking lines and they all sit at the table. And and in the first film, it really is if you didn't know anything about the time, you just think it's Morris and Jerome and some other dudes. And a band. Right. What happened since then, as as Lynn just said, you know, the, the time broke up or the, but Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who are Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, had gotten fired. Right. And had gone off. And and I've heard different variations of why they had gotten fired you know they were late to practice because they were doing production for other people i also heard prince wasn't happy about them going out
0: on his own on their own
1: his own bottom line is the time had basically broken up yep and part of the stipulations that warner brothers gave prince was that it had to be the time in the film for mm-hmm. them to sign off on it. So, you know, people made amends, this, that, and the other, and the time got back together. And, you know, a year after this they actually released their album, their their fourth, I think their fourth album, Panamonium. Mm-hmm. Which would like I remember that was a huge deal. Like the time had gotten back together. But I think you're right and and I would go so far as to say what I wrote in my notes this is actually during that really embarrassing period like that new power generation like the early new power generation period where prince liked hip hop or or and but completely missed the whole point of hip hop yeah, yeah so it's like you know like like there's this whole running thing in here where it's it's an MC named TC who looks was mm-hmm. part of Prince's crew. Part, part of Prince's crew, but he looks like your 8th grade gym teacher. Yes, he does. And he dresses like your 8th grade gym teacher. And he, Prince, I want to rap. Prince, mm-hmm. I got to rap. And and if you if you you, you know, I, I I love Prince Prince's music and it is like this is that Graffiti Bridge Love Sexy um you know the 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 Symbol album period where he had like a dude rapping Mm-hmm. Who wasn't good at rap, and you'd had these scratches kind of thrown
0: in, which weren't good. Sound like Pr- Barack Obama? Because, because Prince
1: like liked rap, mm-hmm. so and and I think he very much feel like I think the the difference between Purple Rain and Graffiti Bridge, and and you know, and I think Prince kind of pulled up out of this, by the way. But I think the you know early Prince, and certainly what you see in Purple Rain, is that Prince is I am setting my own path.
0: Exactly. Like I'm
1: doing. I'm what, the trendsetter. I'm the trendsetter. And graffiti bridge, you really get the feeling that he's following the trend. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know the hip hop, and then like it's it's all of this sort of these sort of fetishized shots of computors. I believe it's pronounced computor. <laughs> I believe it's computor from the Latin computorius. <laughs> I believe. I believe that might be it. Computorius, or or perhaps even the Greek compute torque <laughs> but he's like you know it's like he's always on the computer and he's he's it's like boop 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 and he's hitting beeps and it's like oh prince yeah you're coming off like an old guy right now mm-hmm. old dude at the club old man. dude at the club and he liked the hip the hip the rap hop and and i'm gonna put that in my music and you're and it, i think you're right and it just
0: it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's just it's really it, it's bad. cringeworthy. It, like it I cringe. You do. You do. You really you you cr- And because of that, you are you're cringing at that. But and here's the thing: you you're already cringing because you can see where they're filming this movie, and you're like, where where the hell are we? Okay, all right, let it go. And then they start reciting whatever dialogue Prince has written written for them. And you're like, all right. I saw it under cherry moon. I know what I'm in store for with that. Okay, so y- you sit through that.
1: Even though you, un- under the cherry moon is like daughters of the dust compared to
0: this. Oh well, well yes. I mean, uh, this article from w- w- Washington Post says that graffiti bridge makes under the cherry moon um, look like Citizen Kane. There you go. So, um, so but you, so you, you're ready for that. So you're like, okay. It, If only if Graffiti Bridge only gives you a return to form musically and performance wise Mm -hmm. of said music, then you can consider yourself, all right, I'm in for it. But then that lets you down as well. Yeah. Because it is the choreography, like I say, is so dated and 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 state and and um and just played out and because he doesn't, he's not a good director, it's not filmed very well at all. No. He comes across as just trying too hard, especially with all of his all of his clothes and all hanging off of him and it's it's just not working. there is there is nothing in this that works. Morris Day, like you said, like we we complained why well, I complained about under the Cherry Moon was too much Jerome. Right in that, okay. So Jerome is pulled back in this because now you've got Morris, got the real you've got, deal. You've got the real deal, and they got introduce Morris.
1: him like when when his introduction, like they make it a big deal, Again. like like they're gonna cut to the great Morris Day.
0: Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, he's filmed from the back the right, whole right. time. They don't show in. his
1: face at first. Yeah, and and, it,
0: and that whole it's and the whole jokes of all of that just falls completely flat. But then Morris. Like you say, he's a caricature of Morris Day. He is not invested in this at all. Part of that, from what I understand, reading uh, up on the film, is that... Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network hosted by comedians Jacquees Neal and Edgar Montplacier. every Wednesday and Friday these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports music to movies style they wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo they continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior they also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week The List and top fives like Marvel movies and video games listen to culture kings and subscribe on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and find out the best way to eat a taco no oh. what's the best way to eat a taco that's with your hands with
1: your hands also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down it's like a layer it's the layer right that's so it. that the lettuce doesn't fall off
0: can't have falling lettuce one of the reasons Warner Brothers wanted the time in this, the whole idea is that this was supposed to be a vehicle for the time.
1: Right, right. And
0: then it kind of morphs into yes. a sequel for Purple Rain, by which point the time already paid, right. already, you know, in for the journey, like, outside of Jimmy Jam, what else were the rest of them doing? Right, right. You know? So they're like, okay, well, we're in this. We'll, they'll just... Take their check they and run. They were working musicians. Don't don't do that to the. Morris Day is not a working musician. They were working. What or, or no. Morris Day cannot play an instrument. Jerome Jerome cannot play an Go instrument. Hey. So what else were they Be- doing? Be disrespectful to the That's top. not disrespectful. You know you know very well exactly what they were doing. They were waiting for Prince to call. They were mad at Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis because Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, were their checks were, they were making right. their own checks. Right. Let's a, tell it like it, so it is, there,
1: man. There's Neil Drumming. There's the show enough people. Oh, look, it's, it's extra room over there. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll set the time people over there. Let me go and let me order a cheese plate from Wegmans so they can <laughs> have some... Have some snacks. Let's just call it what it is, me. man. We'll put the time people over the, next it, to the just, show. They don't even have people. names. It's
0: the time people. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. the time go, go, go people. Ahead. Come go on, ahead. man. Look. Go ahead. It, it, there, nobody. You are still. Go ahead. Just go. Nobody. Yes, nobody yes. comes off unscathed by this movie. Especially yes. Prince yes. as the writer, director, choreographer. Um, composer, like, like it was just, it's, it really is just really a very bad film from top to bottom. And there's a another crime. This is not a crime against film. This is a crime against against music. And it's a crime that uh, that I would never thought that I would see Prince steep, uh, stoop to, because like I told you, I had never seen this movie. Right. So this right, is my right, first time right. watching this film. So not only is it surprising that, you know, in 1990, there's no energy to almost any of the any of the music outside of Thieves in the Temple, which which is a song I like. And even that when it's it, I like Tevin Campbell's
1: song. I actually like Melody Cool. Like I like I, I Melody like,
0: Cool is kind of cool, but it really is just Melody Cool. I mean, that's right, right, all they're singing. It's right. Mavis Staples. Like just, I like Mavis Staples. She little comes out of her place, and, and she, I like
1: Tevin Campbell. She walks around
0: party. for a second, and Tevin yeah. Campbell is just jumping up and down like they just fed him too many jelly beans. He's actually
1: going round and round, so.
0: yeah. round and round he yeah. goes. Yeah. That's a, that's what he's right. doing. Um, and 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 Tevin Campbell, you know, Tevin Campbell, he, he he was a cute kid in here, you know, so he was cool. But thieves in the temple. Yes, great song. Yes, and it comes at a point that we have to talk. Oh, oh, you, you know, I'm waiting for you. Go, you talk about. We've, yeah, got, go to, we've got to talk about the. the you don't want to talk about misogyny in in a movie, <laughs> sure. Lord Jesus. But anyway, it comes at a point where uh, 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 Morris Day and Jerome they get Aura drunk
1: right right Get the angel drunk like to the point of unconsciousness exactly so they
0: have her in the back of their limo and they pull off from the pandemonium right because they
1: because they're going to take drunk semi-unconscious semi-slash-unconscious girl back to their place right so that they can have their way actually put in my notes are they are they going to rape her
0: (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah pretty much yeah so they talk about
1: a tone shift
0: so they take off with her right and prince noticing this yes um hops onto his motorcycle and speeds off after them yes at which queues in thieves in the temple yes at which point uh, uh, Prince, while chasing after them, is also seen dancing in uh in an alley, dancing okay. in that he's like
1: dancing Batman. See, so it's, it's a whole Batman thing. See, it's a whole Batman theme to this. That's it's, very true. A, very true. So,
0: which is cool. Yeah. You know, you know that's you know, hey, he he's driving, but you know he's also performing this song, and it's it's one of the best songs in the in the in the movie. So you don't mind, even though the choreography and the filming of it is is weak. Right, but it's whatever. It's continuing on the plot of Prince chasing after them to catch up with them where for where they are taking aura so that they can have their way with right with aura so sh- sure enough after what Thieves in the temple goes on because it's the whole song it's the entire song it's the entire song so it's about four or five minutes
1: right right so they drive around the so, set so
0: they drive around so yeah. they drive around the set so that Prince then uh, comes up upon them where because because they have now reached where where they intend to take her to take advantage of her.
1: Yes, yes, to rape her.
0: Right. Which is back at the pandemonium.
1: (laughs) Which is where they left. Which is which is where they left. The continuity isn't really isn't really is like you know, it's like the the first scene somebody has on a watch and mm. because like you know how they talk about that to continuity and right, right. It's, the continuity yeah, isn't really
0: that doesn't really sink in. It's inconsistent. The continuity isn't consistent. Of course you're you're to forgive this because what it what then plays out is more or less a scene that is supposed to be a reminder of the whole in the dark scene from Under the Cherry Moon, where Prince climbed up and he actually is there with the the girl's mother, right, Santa, right, right. You know, but it, it's all played in the dark. Well, now it's about to play out this scene where you know Prince is able to cut the lights there and right. and then sneaks in and rescues her and then Mars Day and Jerome It's uh, like Arya Stark, yeah, and, and, and Mars Day and 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 Jerome like share a secret kiss in the dark and all this type of stuff, which not. I don't really want to bypass their kiss in the
1: dark. I was like, are y'all just messing with me now? Like, you know, I'm, you know, it's like, are y'all just, like, like this fluid sexuality? Like, was this, was that, you know, for those of y'all that wanted them to kiss, we gonna have them kiss?
0: And then we're
1: back to the movie.
0: No, it was just for for something stupid that they thought
1: was funny. Right, right. It's funny when guys kiss. Yeah, it's funny when guys kiss. But it was
0: funny when guys kiss. If you're going to play out the whole silhouette in the dark thing, then you should see their silhouettes come together. But you don't. Right. Because, heaven forbid, we can't do that. No, no. No, because we still got to be men. We still got to be manly men dressing around in our suits. Yes, yes, yes. This, uh, (sighs) you know, I don't say it often because I don't think it's, it's, true objective you know film uh critiquing as we have said you know our mission is to do here on the show mission but i hate this movie you hate this movie i hate this movie i think that's fair
1: <laughs> i think i mean you know i was going i've been holding my card for 20 episodes i've been holding the, you don't need to see this movie card for 20 episodes and i'm gonna you know Boiler, so you can fast forward to the end like i'm gonna use that card this episode yeah you know it's like like you know some people that lead with jokers mm-hmm. and it's like you know the people who hold the joker i'm a joker holder like i hold my big joker until the end right so i'm i've been holding that big joker but you know now i've drawn out the little and i got to cut you yeah so this is um yeah i mean this is a film you know, again, I said it at the very beginning, uh, you, you, you know, I think what it, what is interesting about this film is what was going on at this moment around the film. So, you know, we talked about the time. Um, if you love Prince's music and if you follow Prince, Ingrid Chavez was a very important person at this moment in Prince's life. Like when you look at. At Graffiti Bridge, when you look at Love, Sexy, when you look at um, what was Alphabet Street on? Was that on Love, Sexy? Yes. Anyway, this period, like again, this early New Power Generation period, she had Prince's ear.
0: Yeah, she was and a poet, and she the was era. she was a
1: spoken word artist, and you know, and, and and you know, Prince kind of um, Prince produced her album. You know, I think they were involved. You know, I think it is like it is with all of Prince. And many of his proteges, the lines were blurred. Yes, between their involved. But she, you know, it's it's nice to have her on film. If you love Prince, like it's nice to have this person that you kind of hear about, and you know, or or you know, Robin Power, who plays Morris Day's girlfriend. Yeah, she was another Prince protege. Like she was on um Paisley Park, and they never released the album for. Her, but but you I know, I wonder she, why. Uh, she was another one of these these artists. Like, Prince had this period in the early night, 90- well, actually, he kept doing it, where yeah. he would take these artists under his wing, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes women, yep. oftentimes very attractive, you know, kind of racially ambiguous, you know, that was his stilo. And you you kind of have it on film where you got three of these women, the third of course being Joe Jones mm-hmm. who sings a song with the time. And Joe Jones actually has an album that... um. I have to say I've never heard, but there is there's a faction of Prince people who say that the Jill Jones album is is a good like one of these great it's like, you know, it's like the the, the Madhouse album, which is kind of his jazz album, and and you know, we talked about the family and you know, these sort of side Prince projects, and people talk about Jill Jones. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda interesting again to see this moment in Prince's development and you know whether or not you like the music from this one like i don't really like graffiti bridge the album right but i really like love sexy well, I, you know you would think you would think i was coming in here talking about prince i just have a list of the damn prince albums somewhere <laughs> just like prince you know you just go right to wikipedia and you hit prince and then it's like prince and his discography is like like how hard is that like how hard is it like how how awful am i right now they see and the problem is you go to this damn wiki page and you got to scroll for like like i just want where it says discography on there <laughs> like is it something to do like where's the, the prince discography tag <laughs> that you can't even see and i'm just eating up tom this is awful i'm just gonna let it eat
0: you just gonna let <laughs> it eat it up
1: eat i mean so what are
0: you trying to find love sexy well i want
1: to know what would you know i'm looking for the uh, discography to see what all he was making at that moment okay this damn Wikipedia. p why is the Wicked well because it's pretty in this. the eighty.
0: well uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you what he was making in that moment my good friend. oh
1: you think you better than me because you found it already <laughs> kiss my ass <laughs> man how about that <laughs> Diamonds and Pearls. That's what I was trying to think of. So, so right, so Graffiti Bridge is 19, right, Love Sexy is 88, and and Batman was 89. So, but all of this is happening at the same time, because I read something that said that Ingrid Chavez was the reason he didn't produce, I mean, he didn't release the Black Album, and instead he released Love Sexy, which, you know, if you're Prince Pearl, you remember it was a big deal with the Black Album, but certainly Love Sexy, Graffiti Bridge, you know diamonds and pearls i would say even the, the the symbol album prince is in this moment where he's you know i think it's before he joins the jehovah witnesses mm-hmm. but he's still kind of he's exploring he's his exploring he's exploring yes. his spirituality and i think if for nothing else graffiti bridge can serve as a snapshot of where his he, mind was where his mind was, where it was and going. and where it was going during this moment and what he thought was was worthy of sharing with people so you know you've got these three and then like like i said i think it's kind of interesting that you have this sort of um this narrative going on on the side of the time kind of coming into their own finally as as a unit where where you you know it is like we got to pull out like for Warner Brothers to tell Prince, we're not going to make this movie unless all the members of the time are there. I think says something about the shifting fortunes or or rather the shifting standing of the time at with that Warner, time. at that time. So but, yeah, I think you can say you, you I, I think I will say this. I love Prince. Like I'm one of these people that like I'm a Prince fan. Until like one of them actual prince people walk in the room. Like you mm-hmm. know like act- like them actual prince people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a prince fan until one of them walks into the room. Uh, this may be my second and a half time seeing. Like I saw this in the movies. And I remember coming out of the theater having this weird feeling in my stomach because Prince had made something that I hated, and that just went against everything in my whole body. Yeah, That yeah. Prince made something that I hated, so yeah. it kind of shook me to my foundation. And then I watched, like, 15 minutes of it a couple of summers ago, and I turned from it. Like how I turned from the Because you don't
0: want to see your heroes get old. Here's the thing.
1: I think... I think if this was the beginning of the end, you could say that. But I'm a fan of... The, the sort of larry graham era of prince like, know, like, like 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 was... i like the last 10 years of prince
0: okay the last 10 years but this was this was that fallow area right what era. you're saying when you
1: when you say you know it's you don't want to see your heroes get old like old is usually the end of it what i'm saying okay. is that he came out of this period okay and you know was vibrant and and kind of you know made you know that kind of that kind of funk period he's been in for the past 10 15 years. You know, I really enjoy that. So,
0: well, uh, maybe maybe it's more to this point. You want to ride with your heroes and you want to go on the journey where they're taking you. You mm-hmm. do. But you also want your heroes to know as much as they want to challenge themselves, you want them to also be realistic with themselves and i think that to have not learned from under cherry under the cherry moon if only the the underperformance of under the cherry moon you know to have not learned that you may at some point be your own worst enemy i think is a failing that you don't want to see happen with Prince but it is all over this movie but who's going to tell him that that's what I was saying at the very beginning like like you you want him to be able to tell himself who Lynn you know what it's the type of
1: well it's the type of problem that we won't have have because like even if something happened we got struck by lightning and Mark Zuckerberg buys this thing for four billion dollars and me and you are just living on an island and you got an island I got an island and you got two billion dollars and I got two billion dollars we got enough people in our lives that would call us on our shit. Yes. Who's calling Prince on his shit in 1990? Like, who in 1990 is telling Prince this is some bullshit right uh, here?
0: I don't know, man. I mean, Prince is... I mean, 1990, he's not riding super high. So you
1: feel I, something... I, I think he's still Prince. I think in 1990... I think, I think to a degree, Warner Brothers is telling him that. But I he mean, ain't listening to Warner he, Brothers. He, because he, you know...
0: I think I'm, to agree they're telling I'm, him. I'm Prince. I think they agree when they're telling him like, yeah, we'll make this movie as long as you can get Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis in this. Right, jar. right, right. I think that, I think, I think that is that is
1: hello, reality. Right, right. Well, you know, I think he thought he had a higher, more spiritual purpose
0: and and I'm
1: going to do this at this and, moment.
0: And-, and, and I can understand that, but like it it comes off in this movie, at least in his. De- it, it comes off in this movie as lip service. The whole idea of the, um, you know, the war between the spirituality and the sexuality, because the spirituality is is so much of a second thought in this movie, at least to me. Right. I mean, you hear it sometimes in the in the aura character as she's, you know openly as this angel coming here to save these people's soul but she's openly flirting both with Prince and Morris Day right well she's trying to save Morris well yeah because you hear her like talking to herself you know like (laughs) we'll pour it on or whatever I've got him like what the hell is this talk what the hell is going on you know what I mean so but but she's openly flirting with him she's openly being overtly sexual there um because do they have sex in the alley I kept trying to figure out, like I was like, are they, they don't have se- like are they don't have don't hit her and Prince, her and I'm like, are they having sex? Yes, they are having sex. You know, they are having sex in the alley with uh, what looks like, you know, the tornado that took Dorothy to Oz going on there, but it's actually just an overpowered wind machine. I, I mean, think windy alley sex. Yeah, yeah, it's really I you know um, you get a rash. But but that's the other thing. It's like the, like I said, the sexuality and the misogyny in this movie is rampant. From Jill Jones, as you talk, not Jill Jones, Robin Powers. Robin Power, yeah. Who I think doesn't wear anything but a bra the entire movie. Also a thong. Yes, also a thong with her with with her coat. Um, to to again, you know, the big. Uh, opening scene to introduce Morris and Jerome and get you the window into their character is when they pull her coat off to throw over the mud so that he can walk into the club. Yes. yes. You know um, to just d- just literally there is a scene where some music is playing I can't remember and you scan across the across the club and there is a guy in the booth with a girl whispering or kissing in her ear as he snaps her bra yes i mean it is it is rampant in this movie and the only hints of this whole spirituality kick is maybe about a little over three thirds into this freaking movie or is there some dialogue about it i guess you can hint at aura throwing this freaking feather all over the place i guess that's supposed to be a part of her angel wing i do not know because it's not really outside of her like disappearing every once in a while do you really get the 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 idea that she is supposed to be some um angelic or or spiritual type of person uh then there's two other things that hit it over the head this whole thing about spirituality. Prince is singing the ballad at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, which actually sounds like straight gospel. It is
0: straight gospel and if you didn't think it was gospel gospel, cue in the gospel choir (laughs) right behind him. Oh god, I'm so uh, like, Prince, really, you went there, dog? Right, right. To then, Prince is crucified Yes. and, And is basically put on the cross of the people.
1: Yes yes
0: as dude when i saw that It's not
1: really that subtle this th- no it's not not subtle imagery
0: at all Yeah, um this
1: is <laughs> <sighs> oh but you speaking about him dead the part that that i was talking about earlier kind of jarred me out completely so you know again it's 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 like this this extended video and like you know it's loosely kind of connected to purple rain and you know they they sort of name check some of the characters in purple rain including his father and he writes letters to his dead father and at one point on paper like
0: the shape on, on paper that is shaped, on, on paper
1: that's shaped like a heart because i mean of course the kid has stationary shaped like a heart <laughs> um and he says you know sometimes i think about you know going out like you do but the you know the whole movie and it's all of the these 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 weird sets and this and this. and then he takes out an actual gun at one point mm-hmm. like an actual gun mm-hmm. like he's actually going to kill himself and i say whoa this is a different movie all of a sudden yep because again this is angels and 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 people kind of bursting in the song and and we're going to get the club for for club domination, which doesn't really make sense. But sure. OK. And then he takes out an actual gun like he's actually going to kill himself. And it is jarring.
0: Yeah. It's like, OK, <laughs> you haven't really earned this. No, you have not. You, you, you've earned nothing. I didn't like that. that. Like, I didn't like that when no. you pulled out the gun. I was like, OK. No, because he he, he, he cuz now he is basically he, he's trolling. He's trolling for your emotions. Right. Trolling for your for your sympathies because uh the story has no place to go. Right. There it, 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 there's nothing. The story is nothing. Yeah. So he has to, you know, uh try and grab at your sympathies or remembrances of the emotions from Purple Rain. Right, 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 and right try right. to evoke them here but
1: without actually building a relationship so that you have it. Exactly. Because You know, again, you're talking about the the sexuality and the spirituality is sort of um, after the fact. What I got from it is sort of it's all neutered. Mm. Like like it's funny, the, the film starts with, you know, his his you go to his his bed and he's in there with his lady and his lady says to him, I'm going to quit working at your club. And I'm gonna go work at Morris's club. That's right. That's which right, yeah. is of course a parallel to the the, you know, very intense and problematic scenes in Purple Rain with Apollonia. And when she says it, he just sort of looks at her and goes, Oh, you don't wanna do that. You don't wanna do that. And the kid's character has completely been sanded. Yeah so that there's no passion there there's there's no you know I called it mania when we talked about purple rain but that mania that you know that that jitteriness that you know that that electricity if you will mm-hmm. electricity there is no
0: electricity in this thing at all no, well they needed the electricity for the neon signs <laughs> <laughs> well there you go cuz you need to see pandemonium prayer right. slam yeah so it's <sighs>
1: It's it's not a good movie. No. Like, it is very much not a good movie. And, and, you know, I'm somebody that I try and find something I can pull out of most things. Yes. Where at least I can say, you know, well, you try to pull this out. But it there really are no redeeming. There's no redeeming value to this movie as a movie. No, you know uh you know, like i said if if you are a prince aficionado, well, if you're a prince aficionado, I probably don't even have to tell you this, like I do think there is this sort of documentary evidence, yeah, that if you're interested in Prince at this moment, and I think certainly now that he's passed, more and more people will become interested in every snippet, you know, it's funny, I was um. I was reading something, you know, like the AV Club or, but you know, one of these things. And someone had written an article on the Jackson's family show that, that they had for a couple of seasons. Oh, uh, yeah. And, Did it and, last a couple of
0: seasons? I thought it only lasted a while. Well,
1: you, well, you know what was weird? Because they gave them specials. That's right. So, like, they had specials, like, and it every was a couple of summer series. Of and then anyway. it was a summer series. So... But the point is, like, like you know, you know about it because you and I are, are men of a certain age, and yeah. you, like, like you, I don't know about you, I actually kind of remember it a yeah, little. I bit. do, yeah. And so you know, we kind of know about it like that. But I, I think what we've seen happen with Michael Jackson mm-hmm. since he died is that there's much more attention paid to these aspects of his career that no one had really, like, they were curiosities. Like nobody was talking about the Jacksons family hour Not at all. or 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 like the Jackson's cartoon you know before he died and I
0: mean, now they, they had stopped talking about the cartoon for a little bit yeah, yeah
1: so true. but you know but since he's died there's been all of this you know where everyone's just sort of gathering everything which is kind of cool although you know I always say I'm a fan as my mother would say of giving people their flowers when they're alive but um I think that we will see more and more of that with Prince yes as time goes on and you know again the fact that he you know, he he had three movies. He had three movies. One of them, we've all seen a bunch of times. Uh, uh, the other one, many of us have seen it a lot and have, again, a certain affection for it. Mm -hmm. And then you have this thing, which, you know, it's, you just said is, this is your first time seeing it. Mm -hmm. This is my second and a half time seeing it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, 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 it's a bad movie, but it's a piece of prints. Like, it's a piece of prints. It,
0: it is a piece of prints. Um, I th- I believe wholeheartedly that it's a piece of prints that you could do without. But you be the judge. You go see it for yourself. And don't blame me when you say damn. Now, if you're not a prince person, it's no reason to watch this at all. Oh, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. But actually, it's uh, curious. While this pretty much, for most people is considered like the end of the Prince filmography. There actually is one other Prince film. There is a concert film of right. Sign of the Times. Yes. Yes. Um uh, which I have not seen, but I've heard it's actually not bad. It's it's fantastic. I mean yeah. it's what, it, which I would imagine because Sign of the Times it, is, is it, like an incredible it's album.
1: It's my favorite Prince album. Yeah. That's and incredible. and it's a, yeah, it's fantastic.
0: I, I, I would have to imagine. And and I think that may have been uh, because that's what uh, eighty six, eighty seven. Sign of time. Oh,
1: here it is. Sign- eighty seven. Right. say because I have it up now. Len, <laughs> if you need to know, do you need uh, to know what year. Like uh, it was eighty seven. Like like um, musicology was two thousand and four, uh, yes, as opposed 90. to Around the World in a Day, which was nineteen eighty five, or One Night Alone, which was two thousand two, or The Vault, Old Friends for Sale, which was nineteen ninety. When was
0: Sign of the Times? Vince?
1: Sign of the Times was in fact in nineteen eighty seven. See Thank I have you. it all in front of me. It's like like I should have. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I think Sign of the Times may have been his um like w- certainly one of his better albums, one of one of his most complete albums, but I think that that band that was together for Sign of the oh, Times yeah. oh, may yeah. have been his best complete like 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 uh, 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 combination of funk, jazz, like that band could do Everything, yeah, yeah, and they do it on that on that uh, on that album. I would imagine that that concert film is pretty great. We couldn't really find um, uh, a way to get that uh, get that, and also it's uh, it was a concert movie, and it's either you're going to like it or you're not. Right, right. You know, I mean, I guess. I guess technically we should try and get to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, wow. yeah. know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, it may be further down the line. Real, 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 real further down. Real. Further down. <laughs> but um, next week we have found a way to continue um, our March through Prince. Yeah. Our our June uh, Prince celebration by doing a black film Associated with Prince because he did the soundtrack. Yes, he did. And that is Spike Lee's Girl 6. Yes, yes, yes he
1: did. And let me just go, you know, because again, it's one of these films where I'm going to try not to talk about the music that much. But, you know, the big, the the huge thing about that soundtrack was that it had songs on it, you know, uh, specifically Screams of Passion Mm -hmm. by the family. Um, I think nasty girls was on that soundtrack Anyway, There were Prince curios that were very difficult to locate at that moment. And I believe they weren't on CD. So this was a big deal that like this music was going to be on CD, which says a lot about that moment. You you know, it's kind of, you know, you talk to young people and you turn into the old guy, like, you don't know what it was like. And you go on the interwebs and just stream whatever you want. We had to find it.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, so so we'll be doing that next week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, And it's a the... good
1: movie. Yeah. Oh I'm sorry, I don't mean to well, jump yeah. on, but but I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of Girl Six.
0: And that is a movie I have not seen since it since it came out. So it will be a pleasure to revisit it. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking Teresa Randall. To... Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I got a lot to say. Okay. About Teresa Randall. Alrighty. All right. Well, you will hear it next week, ladies and gentlemen, right oh. here on the Michelle Mission, All right. which you can find every single solitary week at machomission.com or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and every place, and every good place that podcasts be. Hey, if we're not on someplace that you get your podcast. let us know. Hit us a, Send us an email at Michelle mission at gmail.com and we'll make it so we'll get uh, we'll get the the show there and please 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 feel free to like us on Facebook at the Michelle mission follow us on Twitter at mission Michelle or go to iTunes and do a ranking and leave us a comment because that helps people find the show Um, or you can leave that ranking or following on the black Tribbles podcast network where the michelle mission also uh calls home okie dokie thank you so for vince this is len in parting we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again <music>